but there's <coughs> one point when the protagonist gets his hand cut or off. Or the protagonist. Protagonist gets his hand cut off. Mm. Like, just sliced off. And you're like, oh, shit. What's going to happen now? And then he pours this medical fluid on his hand and just... Oh. And then it moves off screen and it works again. His hand doesn't come off then? Oh, yeah, it comes off completely. He's holding it. You have to pick it up as an item. And equip it? Can you throw it at people? No. <laughs> it, you get a thing that says, you can't use this here. No. Oh. These are rupees. <laughs> <laughs> They're the currency throughout the game. You can use them to buy goods and services. From... <laughs> it's, it's, it's that line from The Simpsons, isn't it? It's dangerous oh, to go. A quarter? Oh. I wanted a peanut. A quarter is money. So... Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Some include peanuts. Oh, my God. Brain, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Where did you get that brownie? Over there, there's a whole table for them. What a nice fellow. <laughs> Actual George Harrison came in to do that. It's fucking mental. Honestly. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about the latest Disney Plus original series from Marvel Studios, Loki, starring the one and only Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Me- say my name. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So this is <laughs> the latest Marvel series. Um, we've now had three in this the first half of the year, so they've they've already been churning these out, mm. um, and this is the one that weirdly I think I was probably most anticipating in a way because uh, yeah. I think it just had the most potential for scope. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I think right off the bat I need to say that I feel like it's my least favorite of the three. Agreed. Um, and we'll get into some of the reasons why. But generally, what did you think of Loki? It was a six-episode run of Disney Plus. They released it week on week, um, and we've waited down until it's all been wrapped up and finished. Finished last week. Um, we've also watched the behind-the-scenes thing, which yeah. we, uh, which is always offers a little bit of insight. Uh, so we gathered our thoughts on it. What do you think of Loki? Quite disappointed. Yeah. Um, I know you and I are probably because I've seen some of the sort of other reactions from further across the internet and. It's pretty favourable. Like a yeah. lot of people are like really, really enjoying it. I just found it all felt a bit flat. It all felt a bit um, limited. It all felt a bit constrained. Yeah, for something that's going to have this like universe-altering effect yeah. throughout. It's a remarkably small story that was quite. Uh, I don't know. It all felt a bit navel gazy. Yeah, it was just a bit. I don't know. I. I think this this one in particular is where we've seen the limitations of what they can and can't do on TV. Mm. Um, but having said that, though, the, the thing that it gets compared to is things like Doctor Who. There was one like particular episode, like midway through, it, where it was very much like Doctor Who, and it's like you know, it, it's we're dealing with time travel, we're dealing with other dimensions, we're going to jumping across to different planets and all the rest of it, and you have got an episode of the week and you have to do stuff. But I feel like when comparing it to Doctor Who, it kind of comes off unfavorably, even though. There's lots of crap in Doctor Who. 
there are certain instances where they they you they are doing stuff on a shoestring budget. Yeah. They're doing it's British TV. It does not have the kind of money that Disney no. has. It's like, not even filmed it, in London. It's no. filmed in Cardiff. Exactly. Because uh, they can't afford London. No, exactly. Um but some there are some sci-fi concepts and things they do better in that than they did in Loki. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. I can't quite get my head around yeah. it. Um but I mean the central premise of it is that this is a, it's a direct spin-off from Avengers Endgame, and it even begins at the beginning of the series. You yeah. can, we see that scene again, where there's a version of Loki who's back from the from 2012, <clears throat> uh, the Loki from the original Avengers movie, grabs the Tesseract and disappears, and it's yeah. never dealt with in the in the movie. And it's like, right, well, that's going to lead into the Loki TV series. Great, okay, fine. I've, like that was one of the things that I was excited about because it's like that was like the Loki at his best. Yeah. Like say what you will about I know Joss Whedon's got his, you know his star has fallen and all the rest of it and he's an absolute piece of shit but he could write dialogue for Loki. Yeah. He was great and some of the the way Loki was in that event in that first Avengers movie was like the perfect. He was like grandstanding, is like you know like Tony calls it the full tilt diva. Yeah. He calling people quims. Yeah. all that shit yeah and that's what i was excited i was like right we're going to go back and revisit that point of the character's character arc and let him go and be his smarmy self and just like you know weasel his way out of situations and charm people and do whatever he's going to mm-hmm. do perfect nah no not going to do that, turn that around <clears throat> in the first episode they start off in the first episode that's what he's doing so they have the whole thing where they they bring him into the tva the time variance authority and he goes through this you know, bureaucratic thing gets brought up in front of the judge, and even there, he's trying to worm his way out of it and like spin, the, you know, blame yeah. the Avengers for everything and spin it out. I was like, all oh, right, this is Loki, mm-hmm. cool. By the end of the episode, they basically just show him all his stories from the from the later movies, play it out to him on a screen, and then from that point onwards, he just becomes really sort of melancholy and sort of introspective. Yeah, for the rest of it, I'm like, oh, I get the point of that, and I get why it's a good character arc. It's not that entertaining to watch. No, <laughs> it's not that entertaining to watch, and it all just feels a bit. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't really think of the term. It all just feels so like introspective and like arty, but it's done in like watching the behind the scenes stuff. There's so much talent there. Yeah. But with all these people that are involved, but when you start to sort of pull it all together in this format it doesn't really work but there there's this it's just this postulating sitting down like Like, speaking every thought aloud because you're speaking to a second another version of yourself i think some of it works great like some of the sitting down and just talking i appreciate that is different because the thing that was you know you get accused of is being a bit of a hypocrite in that we've said before that these Marvel movies always just descend into a giant battle at the end and mm. didn't do that. And like, <clears throat> sorry, clear my throat. Um, yeah. So like in the first episode, there's that whole long scene where it's just his own Wilson and, yeah. and Tom Hiddleston opposite each other. And that is great. Genuinely. It's two actors like at the top, top of their game mm-hmm. sparring one another and it's fine, but it just feels like the whole series was that. Yeah. It was just, they did a few too many. And I think the fundamental issue in the whole series is they tell you they don't show you yeah anything in terms of people's backstories in like you know little cutaways the the consequences yeah. any of it they don't yeah. show you any of it they Everything tell you is about it forced yeah. down your throat with dialogue and it's yeah. like a conversation on a train a conversation on a rock yeah. a conversation in an office a conversation in a castle yeah a conversation in this citadel 
a conversation in some hidden underground bunker. It's all done in sit-down, drawn-out conversations that you just get bored of. Yeah, and it's just like, and you're you like, well, have... I did this last time. And it's like, and then there are things that are opened but not explored. And you just go, that would be really interesting. Yeah. It's Can like... we see it? No, you no. can't. It's the... It's the, it's the the backstories of the characters is the biggest one for me for that. Mm. Like, so the, the big sort of reveal in this and it happens at the end of the second episode, so it's not a big deal, is there's the female Loki, Sylvie, yeah. who is a major part of this whole um, series. And they set her up and talk about what her life is. And it's, you're meant to, you've got to invest in that character and her mm-hmm. story. You really have to. And they do a little bit of a back, you know, they have a flashback at the beginning of one of the episodes where you see her as a child and when the TVA first came for her and all that. But then it then just jumps ahead to the end. And it's yeah. like, what if you just done a whole episode where you showed her like growing up? Also, you establish again very early on, quite a cool time travel concept. She's been hiding out in apocalypses yeah. all her life. Because if you're in an apocalypse, you can't create an alternate timeline because yeah. nothing you do matters. Yeah. So I'm like, right, what does that do to a person? Yeah. That's really interesting. Like, show me an hour-long episode where it's just this this woman growing up in a world where everyone's about to, we're all about to die. Yeah, and how different places are different to that. Like, and it's and it's the realization of that, and it's the realization of that she can sit down in a conversation, start having someone's talking to her at a bar, and she's like, "Oh fuck, okay, yeah," and just starts humoring the person, then actually starts quite liking the person. Yeah, and you get throughout that conversation, and you're like. Oh, these people are really connecting, and then then there's that moment where it clicks, and she goes, "Oh fuck, you're all gonna die. Yeah, you're all like, gonna die like yeah. tomorrow or tonight or whenever." Yeah, and then she has to like walk away and move to another apocalypse, and then she walks and she wakes up, or she moves to another apocalypse, and it's like, I mean, you could even you could expand it even further. You could have so say she did make a connection with somebody, maybe she decided to save that person, and bring them along mm. with her. And it is very much like a Doctor Who type thing. Come travel with me. And yeah. then so that ended tragically or whatever. And that's the reason why she can't get close to people anymore. Yeah. It's like, right, you need that to inform this character. Because yeah. the whole point of what they do, they, they in that third episode, we meet her at the end of the second episode. And then we have this whole episode with her and Loki in one of these apocalypse situations. And the episode starts with a pair of them trying to kill one another. And it ends in a place where we're meant to believe that they're falling in love with one another. And for the rest of the series, for the following three episodes, we'll go to great lengths to save one another, be willing to die for one another. Yeah. And they try and establish that in the space of one hour long episode. And it's not enough. No. It's not like you can't like again, when you're comparing it to the other T V shows, there is no you can't compare their relationship to Wonder and Vision. No. It doesn't have anywhere no. near the impact and but that they want it to. Like yeah. The way they play it off towards the finale is like they want it to have that kind of impact, but yeah. it doesn't. No, and then there's the there's the the inevitable. I presume we're doing spoilers because, uh, yeah, we'll do spoilers for Loki. I mean, yeah, just briefly, we we are being fairly negative on it. We it's still worth watching. It's still worth watching. It's, it's still a good spectacle TV, and it still informs a lot of where the Marvels fairly entertaining go. generally. And yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, you'll enjoy it, and and your mileage will vary as well. Like you say this seems to be getting sort of the most praise of any of the mm. Marvel series. So you and I are very much the exceptions. Yeah. So don't necessarily take our word for it. Watch it for yourself. Um, but then come back and listen to everything else. My brother, for example, yeah. liked WandaVision the most. Yeah. Then Loki, then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And 
he's not he and I normally agree completely on mm. these things and I'm like Falcon and Soldier One Division Loki. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. Like Yeah. Um but it just shows like what different people are after from the Marvel from mm. the Marvel you know brand at the moment. And it's same with like again because people are comparing it to Black Widow. Yeah. People are saying, Oh, this is much more like what we want from Black and I'm like, nah, because Black Widow was satisfying in, in its own right. I think that's the biggest problem yeah. with Loki is that it's all about everyone's what's what everyone seems to be excited about is what it sets up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that's not enough. Yeah. Like because, because oh, it's so cool because now the multiverse and now Kang and now all that. I'm like, yeah, but you were talking. I about, found that more. You're talking about stuff unsatisfying. You're like, talking about stuff that's gonna happen, not stuff that's happened. Yeah. We haven't seen any of it, and that was almost like throughout the whole series like the, they ended on cliffhangers every week and it was always that little ah wait until mm. next week it's all going to kick off next week and then it got to the end of the series and it went Loki will return for season two ah wait wait until the next series and like you can't keep baiting no. the hook and then like all, yeah. like there's nothing there like you keep pulling the, the dollar note away from us as we're going towards it yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's like playing with a cat like a yeah. cat's a, after a while a cat realises that it's not going to get the toy that you're playing yeah. with so it's just going to walk away i feel like yeah i think they would that's how i felt with this that there yeah. were too many false leads that were like uh, uh, and i feel like you know what we're going to do next yeah. it would have been it would have been better if they filled in some of those gaps or you know or spent more money in places where they could have filled in some of that backstories and so things like so yeah when we do we meet these other characters we find you know people like so we had the sylvie's backstory that i never really get into but then we get the the big episode is episode five where they spend all the money. Yeah, and that's where we get Richard E. Grant playing a version of Loki, and there's a kid mm. Loki, and all the rest of it. But even that, like Richard E. Grant tells us this story about oh he his life played out exactly the same way that Tom Hiddleston's did. But when it came to Thanos, mm. he was able to trick Thanos because he was that much better at magic. Yeah. And then I floated amongst the debris. I lived a life out on a planet. I got lonely, and the, but it's all just him telling us. Yeah. Can you not just cut away and show us some of that visually? Yeah, they could like, have done it in like they could have animated it. Yeah. They could have done it in um like what was the what was the other thing that they did? There was there was something that Marvel did that was like animation of like they did like animations instead of Are you thinking of Harry Potter? No, like <laughs> there's something else and it felt like a Marvel thing, but I might be wrong, but yeah, there was a. It might have been one of the, the animated films, maybe, but it was like a historical sort of read. Oh, it was Planet of the Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, the animated yeah. one. In that, they did a um, like a flashback scene of Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, and they showed him like fighting like the Korg rock monsters and stuff like that, and they did it in like an animated vintage style, and then. But then any of like the the Spider Verse stuff, like you can be a bit bigger with it, like be a bit different, push the bar a little bit further, try and do something a little bit different rather than just going, here's Richard E. Grant monologuing for a little bit. Yeah, because just like the, the things they're talking about, you know, the the multiverse and like the yeah. every, every, all the variants and even like little things like in again in that first episode where they they go now we've pruned a lot of these Loki variants over the years and they show you a few different variants. Yeah, it's like. Show me them for... Don't just show me them like on a passing thing. I want to yeah. see that. I want to see that Loki who won the Tour de France. I want to see the yeah. Loki who's a giant, like, monster thing. I, w- yeah. I want to see them. I want to see, like... But I want to see Blue blue Loki. Yeah. Or even, like, 
again, like we all thought that it was going to be about Loki jumping through time and causing mischief and stuff. And mm. they show us a little bit of that with the DB Cooper thing. The one thing. That's the one do. thing. And it's like, again, I would have watched a whole episode of the DB Cooper scenario. For, for those of you who don't know, DB Cooper is like this this urban legend thing that happened in the 60s. Yeah. And I only found out about it because of Do Go On, actually. Oh, really? A podcast that we, that we both listen to, which I highly recommend, called Do Go On. They did an episode on this guy, mm. D.B. Cooper, who hijacked a plane and then just fell out the back of it and was never seen again. And it's one of yeah. these weird urban legends. And they do a thing in Loki where they go, oh, it turns out the reason he disappeared is because it was Loki. Yeah. Playing a trick and then Heimdall just snapped him out in the, at the end. I'm like, play out the whole scenario. I would watch Tom Hilston dressed up in a 60s suit, yeah. charming his way onto the... Like, I would watch the shit out of that for an hour. Yeah. That's great. That's good TV. But, nice. it's, but it all just feels like a vehicle to move us into another area, and it just felt deeply unsatisfying yeah. for me. Like, it's just, look what we've got coming up. Yeah. And, and to be, in a certain way, like, they are, it is exciting what they've got coming up because of the talent involved. Like, you know, the Jonathan Majors of it all. Yeah. You said he is great. Yeah, but and I want to see him being a villain. I don't want to see him being... A... I want to see him being Kang. I don't want to see him being this cackling... Yeah, like, but that's, that's what's interesting. I like Finger-waving mm. Willy Wonka. Because like, we've seen that. We've seen that so many times. True, but I thought it was it was refreshing. Like when he turned out, I didn't like when I first heard he was cast. Mm. I had an idea in my mind of what he would be like. Because again, based on just the only thing I've really ever seen Jonathan Majors in is in... Um, Lovecraft Country, yeah, where he's very intense and very earnest, yeah, yeah. And so when he turned up in this, I was just sort of surprised, and I, I yeah. had a big smile on it because it's just like I never in my world would have expected him to be playing it like yeah. this. I think that's the point: is that when he does play Kang, it will be a lot more straight. But that's the point of him playing it the way he played it here: is that you realise just how you think I'm bad, just wait until you see the other guy. Yeah, he even says as much, doesn't he? And it's yeah. just like right, okay, on that that informs his choices but again it's all in the context of stuff that we haven't seen yet yeah so you can't fucking it's like almost impossible to judge it yeah. isn't it? it's just like... and that's it like i like where they're going with it i like where they're doing the multiversal stuff and i like the balancing of the timelines and like shearing off parts yeah like that the con- don't fit all the concepts in there are brilliant like again the, the void as a concept was really cool and they just like it was such a cool episode to sort of you know spot the um yeah Spot all the Easter eggs. Like the Easter eggs. There's the Thanos helicopter. There's yeah. like there's a giant um, yellow jacket helmet and things like mm. that. But again, like one of the biggest ones and the ones they they clearly spent the most money on was the ship that turned yeah. up. So they had they have this destroyer, which okay, is I think it's the USS Eldridge. I want to say Eldridge, yeah, um, which just turns up in the middle of nowhere, um, and then it st- it opens fire on the monster on the Eliath. And it's this whole thing. But, like, there's a reason why it's that particular ship. is because that was part of yeah. the, what was it called? The Miami, the Philadelphia Experiment. The Philadelphia Experiment. So there was yeah. this rumour, again, it was like an urban legend type thing, where there was supposedly a World War II ship. Alleged military experiment. Yeah, where they were, try- they were trying to develop teleportation or invisibility. Oh, the invisibility. Invi- they invisibility. were trying to make it invisible. Yeah. And... Then the, the, so the, the mythos is that they were trying to make it invisible so it could be rendered uh unseeable at yeah. sea but what it did is it disappeared and then it reappeared somewhere else 
and then it re reappeared back where it was before. Yeah, and there are like, but it was all different. It was like there was eyewitness accounts of it being seen in Miami Harbor or something, but there was no ever, never any military record of it ever going anywhere near Miami. Yeah, and stuff like that, and it was all just a bit. Yeah, but it's like an old urban legend, and that was that's another perfect example. That would make a great episode of Loki. Yeah, like just all like cold open or whatever, just from their point of view, and then you get sucked into what we know to be. It's like, again, that's kind of what they ended up. That what they do with episodes of Doctor Who is like you get these isolated scenarios that yeah. fit into this wider the law of the universe and how things work in that particular universe, and they have so much scope to play with within Marvel, and they just didn't do it. No, it's just it's, yeah, it's mad, um, and it's just like, but even you don't need to spend a lot of money to be able to to do those things. Like you could again, you're playing with time travel, so if you want to speed up the whole thing of Loki and Sylvie falling in love with one another talk about do it in a time travel-y type yeah. way do it in a point where say say that right well the only way I've been able to survive is because I've developed a way where I can freeze time yeah so everything else around them stops apart from them yeah and they live out what like to uh, over the course of a montage you could do it over like a montage style like you know up or anything like that mm-hmm. you could show them living out their entire lives like there's there's a beautiful bit from um, Inception where they do that yeah. Where you don't like, you never actually see their faces, but you can just see the holding hands and then now they're really old. Yeah. And it's the idea that Leo DiCaprio and Marion Cotillard have lived out an entire life in this um, limbo. You could have done that with this mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have had to. So you could get to where you wanted to get to in the same time frame. You could do that in episode three and then that would ex- inform all the following episodes and we'd be more invested in it. Yeah. Still not as much as um, no. uh, Vision and Wanda because we've got that backstory with it, but there are ways that you can use... You can, yeah, you can adapt it in there. You can... Like you're playing you with time travel it. already. It's right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have to randomly introduce time travel in order to make it work. No. You're in that universe already. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and they can have... I don't know, like, the, like Futurama did it as well. Like That's what happened with Fry and Leela. Yeah. Like, they grew old together... And it was just them, like because time stopped against yeah. the whole universe. It was I don't just them growing you, all together. You can like, achieve that in a twenty-two minute comedy, animated, <laughs> animated comedy. comedy, and yet they can't do it on this. It's just, no. It seems odd that they just chose not to do that. Um, yeah, and, and that's not, the thing. It's not like it's not like the people that are involved aren't talented. Like they're all extraordinarily talented people, and everything is really well thought out and conceived and built and measured. Mm. But it just. Okay. It just, yeah, just it's none just, of it all. It didn't all come together for me. It was, it was just a really series of missed opportunities, and just and I feel like one of the most telling things from that, um, you know, the making of that we just watched, is this idea that it was just like they were just told no on certain on certain things. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, no, we can't do that. And so I, there was one in particular that actually got brought up, and I've um, saved the uh, link. So it was. Um, Slash film, uh, the website paused um, a particular frame of the making of where you could see on the background of the production office there was like oh, okay. a list of all the things they were going to do in the opening montage. And so, what they were going to do is eight point breakdown of Loki's antics after he escapes the ticket. So, when he initially gets there, at one point he steals um, what's his name, uh, Mobius's time pad thing and yeah. then runs away. He was supposed to get away Temper. properly, yeah, so he was meant to properly get away. So, then he goes. It's Loki visiting different time periods, doing crazy mischief, a.k.a. sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> pivots into taking powder. He then collects all the Infinity Stones. He has the Infinity Gauntlet, holds power. He's alone in the throne room. He's taking power, but he's infected with thoughts about this isn't real because of his experience at the TVA. 
So then he returns to the TVA with the gauntlet. Mobius is waiting for him, and he realizes that the gauntlet has no power outside of the TVA. Yeah. And then that's when they then carry on, and Loki gives honest answers to Mobius, and they carry on the episode from there. Like, that sounds amazing. That sounds brilliant. That sounds great. Yeah, just like go. So we're going to see Loki going around collecting all the Infinity Stones and see what happens. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Do that. And but they go. No, nah, I can't do that. Don't have the budget for it, or don't have the time for it, or whatever. And instead, they just have him sort of run around the corridors for a bit, and then go back and he finds him in an office, and that's it. But do you, do we think that's a COVID thing? Maybe, maybe because that's one know. thing that struck me because they were saying that it was like it said it was something like. 300 odd days of production I was like yeah and you, again you see in the the making of they there's a clear point where they start wearing masks yeah throughout the whole production there's like masks and like paper shoe covers and mm. a lot of like yeah yeah there's an element of that I guess but I just like I don't it's know it's never I, been remarked upon like, no it's, it's never been no but similar things like even there are there are shots in the trailers that didn't end up in it so there was a shot of Loki in the throne room Mm. With and like holding his up, so I feel like that could have been part of that sequence. And apparently, there were even things where Chris Hemsworth came in and recorded lines, yeah, for Frog Thor, yeah, who we only saw in we briefly glimpsed him during that episode five bit, but yeah. we would have seen more of him, we would have seen him how he got into that jar in the first place, mm. and that kind of thing. It's like, like, this could have been so good, this could have been so much better than it was just yes. by showing us a few more things. And it's like, I don't, I don't mind necessarily having a more, more subdued finale like not everything has to be shooting lasers and, no. and that's the, one of the biggest criticisms of WandaVision is that's what it ended up being but I think the difference was the real emotional climax for WandaVision was Wanda and Vision saying goodbye to one another and yeah. putting their kids to bed that works yeah. that's why that show works this doesn't have that they try and get that with the sort of confrontation between Loki and Sylvie at the very end but it never but felt it just earned. doesn't no it doesn't they didn't earn it no, in any in any way, really, and he just sort of it because. Felt... But the thing is, they're both talented. Oh, they're both great. Like they're both talented, yeah. but there's there is like a slight lack of chemistry there. Yeah, I because don't know. they're both they're both playing very well. Yeah, at being who they are, and they're both very good at clashing with one another. But it never, I never felt that there was a spark between them. But then I thought that was kind of what it was supposed to be. And no. then they were like weaving in like the romance aspect of it. And then it's all, it's all about, it's oh no, it's all about like self-love and discovery yeah. who you are. And it's like, I kind of get like that. Like that, it feels, I don't know, it feels, it feels really odd. It felt really strange to sort of watch that and be like, it's so obvious that it's that. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, it's out of place here. I feel like because... I feel like that would fit more in like a young adult sort of. Well, not even that. Like, if you think about it in terms of Marvel, I feel like the the having that because it's almost like it's trying to do some sort of like a therapy session, really, for Loki. Mm. It's about yeah, like say finding your own self worth and and believing and having your because he gets told at the very beginning that your only purpose in life is to make others great. Yeah, and that is literally the one reason why you're here is to for everyone to you are de- are destined to fail so that others can achieve their better selves. Yeah, and so that's a shit thing to fucking hit to tell somebody. What's their place in the cosmic universe? That's it. Yeah. And so then he has to then build himself back up again from that, and that's cool. Okay, but given the context of all the time travel craziness, all the ch- sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff that's going on, this isn't necessarily the best place to do that. No. You're better off doing that in say like Falcon or Winter Soldier. Yeah. Whereas Bucky, have Bucky, Bucky the, in the first episode we have a therapy session. He doesn't think much of himself. He hasn't got any self worth. 
mm-hmm. by the end of the season he does yeah. that makes more sense yeah. it's more terrestrial it's more grounded that's the best place to tell that particular story if you're Marvel yeah. and that's the character you should do it with yeah. doing it with Loki in this context just feels like you're trying to save money like, yeah. you know I mean? like, exactly like <laughs> it, it all felt a bit lower budget than it should it felt like because the thing is there's so much like practical stuff in this as yeah. well yeah that you think it can't have been cheap to make no. it's not exactly like you know Falcon and Winter Soldier they were like traveling around the world they had first and second and third units and like like WandaVision had like all these like McMansions and yeah. all this other thing going on but None of them felt cheap, but this one no. felt a little bit budgety. I think, I think what it is, I think probably the, the biggest thing that strikes me from you know watching that behind the scenes as well is that everything is a set. There yeah. are no location shoots yeah. at all. Which that, and there were loads on Falcon yeah. and in... And if, um, but that was really obvious as yeah. well. Exactly, yeah. But like, you know, even yeah, Falcon, uh, they literally, they travelled to different countries and they did, and they did yeah. practical stunts. In, um, even in WandaVision, when they were doing like their, you know, their sitcom setups... They were still having like outdoor sets, yeah. so you had the whole street was paid. Like when they did yeah. their Halloween episode, yeah, it like felt they're bigger. In the town centre doing a talent show, yeah, and, like, it felt bigger, and yet somehow Loki didn't. It's like they, like that prime example of it in that first episode, they show you the city of the TVA, yeah, and they have this one amazing shot, and it is a fucking unreal shot, yeah, of this entire city sprawling out, and Loki's just completely blown away by it. And he's just like, well, yeah, this is crazy. I thought magic didn't exist here, and it was like. And not, we, it break, we're seeing it for the first time as well. So we're like, right, fuck, there's a whole city of them. And they're all presumably just doing time variant stuff. That's all they're employed mm. to do. What What's out there? Yeah. Do they live? Do they have normal lives? Do they have families? But how does it yeah. all work? Never, never gets mentioned again. Never no. gets seen again. Because they no. could only afford that one shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you go to the same office, the same courtroom, the same hallway. Yeah. Even and then yeah, Renslayer's office yeah. where they have this giant window out the back where you should be able to see that whole cityscape. Yeah, and then they showed in the like in the behind the scenes where they were just showing like this is how we made up the visual effects shot. And there's one layer where you can see the entire like city and it looks amazing. And then we put a layer where we just put some blinds in, yeah. some non-vertical blinds, so you can't see any of it. No. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake, shut! Like even if it's just in the back of you know, even like sort of. Star Wars prequel style where you can just it's a blue screen but it looks like there's a giant city out yeah. there just do that like it looks like a living and breathing world yeah no, just, no. it just looks like a tiny office it looks like a brown office yeah and everyone's wearing brown or grey or, or orange or, yeah and it's just like, and that's why I think the standout episode is definitely that that fifth one where we do get to see all the varying yeah. Loki's that was one of my least favourite episodes because really? it felt so indulgent so self-indulgent itself uh, I guess so because it, it felt it just felt like something was we were actually finally seeing some of these concepts they've been talking about do you yeah. know what I mean like we're seeing variants we're seeing the, uh, the void we're seeing Eliath and they're not just talking about them, we're seeing them yeah but it's like you go right here's Eliath here's like a hundred Lokis yeah but the only Lokis we're going to pay attention to are Tom Hiddleston yeah Richard E. Grant Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, but... The- and it's like... And, like, I get it, but but at the same time, you're like, each one of these has, like, a really in-depth story, and they kind of cover it. Like, again, the, the kid Loki, I want to see that. Yeah. Like, they... Oh, shit, what was your Nexus event? And it's like, I killed Thor. Yeah. Shit. Can we see that? 
Can we no. see what the consequences of that were? Like a child, like when when they were kids, yeah. Loki killed his brother. Like fuck me, what was the out? What was the ramifications of that? Yeah, no, we can't see any of that. Just do something a little bit different rather than just tell us. Yeah, because you can't have this the 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 greatest spectacle and regeneration of all timelines and multiverses be reduced to something that's on a streaming service that there's only six episodes off and comes yeah. out on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's just like I think. The thing that annoyed me again about the, when you think about the whole series as as a whole, because I love the first two episodes. I think we both really were really engaged with. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked the style of it and the tone of it, and it was a bit more subdued. But then what I really liked was at the end of the second episode where they, they've set up this whole mystery where it was like we're going to do like a you know a murder mystery almost where there's this woman or this thing going around killing our guys and stealing their reset charges. They send out these reset charges which just wipe everything out before it can become a branch timeline and send it to the void. And someone keeps killing all our guys and taking them. We don't know who. We're hiring Loki to help us find out who it is. Cool, that's a good concept. But I was like, right, that's going to be the whole series, isn't it? And it's going to drag out and eventually we'll find out that, oh yeah, it's the Lady Loki or whatever in like the fifth episode. No. Second episode, yep. they go, here she is. Also, this is why she was stealing all the um, things. This is exactly what her plan was. Her plan was to bomb the sacred timeline with all these... Yeah things so then you see like and people like pause and frame it like, at the very end is like these are all the places she's sending these bombs these time bombs going all over the timeline to like places like right asgard at this at a particular moment in time yeah. or you know or even like within world real world history like sending them to li like the signing of the lisbon treaty yeah. and stuff like that it's like fuck and they, they're creating all these varying timelines and everyone's freaking out like, oh my god she's bombed the sacred timeline and we all just went Fuck, she just created the multiverse. Well, yeah, in our group chat, we were chatting about that for most of the week. Yeah, we were like, fuck, she just created the multiverse. Everything's going to go mental. No. Never get, Literally, that what happened there never gets brought up again. Yeah. Ever. That's my exact problem with this And show. then what we end up with, right at the very end of the series, is them looking at the same display where they've got these two red lines either side of it and everything's splintering off. And they're going, shit, here we go. Now the multiverse is here. I'm like, we were looking at that Four episodes ago. Yeah. And now we've just, we've spun our wheels for four episodes and come back to the exact same fucking point. So it's like, why couldn't yeah. you have just done it? If they'd done it in episode two and then the rest, the rest of the season was dealing with the ramifications of it and the chaos yeah. that caused, that would have been fucking unreal. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And like, they were having to go, say they were having to go and find like him at the end or whatever they keep calling him. Uh, yeah, the uh, the he who remains. Yeah, like go to he who remains to be like, oh, we have kind of fucked this now. What yeah. can we do? What and you do? get and you get all the way to it, and he's like, oh, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, this is done now. Like, what has been done is done. Like, you can tra travel in time, but you can't change time. Like, what has been done is done. Yeah, and I remain here at the end, and this is where I die. So it's it's that point of going, there is nothing we know from now on. Like having that in at that point of getting right to the very end. They can still have their Wizard of Oz reveal yeah. and have him be all quirky and be like, Oh, do you want an apple? Yeah. You know, you can have all those <laughs> moments. They can have all of that. But just give it a little bit more I don't know, give it a little bit more gravitas rather than just threatening the next villain. Yeah. It's like all just calling into forward. A, like it's having call, exactly. Just always calling forward, not dealing with what's And it's just become really frustrating that I'm just like Oh fuck, that was a waste of time because it's all gonna get explained in Ant Man. Yeah. 
or yeah, it's or, not, or, or it's not going to matter. Whatever. But or or season two. The yeah. fact that they got to the this is the only se- the only one of these series, but and that's part of the reason why it feels so unsatisfying. I feel is mm. that the both one uh, division and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier had a clear like this is where we got to get to at the end of this episode. Yeah, at the end of this arc is that we want to set this particular thing up. The character has to go through a particular journey and get to this at the end, and it felt like we got there. Like yeah. we got and uh, and to a certain extent, it's kind of just Wanda and Sam get new costumes. <laughs> if you really want to boil it down but it's like they earn it and when they yeah. went they went through some shit to get yeah, there exactly. and it's like right and that's what the point of this series was cool but it Loki, had a meaning and it had something that if you didn't watch it I think it's because he's probably never going to be in a film again who Loki yeah no I think they've confirmed he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness brilliant obviously um, but it's I think it's I don't know I mean, that's kind of throwing my theory out but it's the fact that we're going to see Sam in Captain America 4. Yeah. And then we're going to see Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. And she's now the Scarlet Witch. Like, we've gotten to these next stages with them. Yeah. We haven't got that with Loki. No, well... Like, pro- where we're getting to is just him going, Hello, I'm not dead. <laughs> well, well the- I kind of am, but that's, well, that's another one. Oh, it's a long story. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like, I know exactly what that line's going to be. Yeah. And, like, and he's going to be like, wasn't really me yeah and it's like you know exactly what's going to happen with that now like with sam and wonder you don't know what's going to happen like you don't know the characterization like because the characters have grown i guess the the sort of the the spanner in the works of the whole thing now is that they've created this antagonistic relationship between him and sylvie yeah whereby it, they were literally begging each other to do the opposite why can't why aren't we seeing this the same way and that was quite interesting because yeah. it's like yeah, two different versions of yourself who've had completely different life experiences yeah. and what would happen. And if you and then you said, right, well, I think this, I think the opposite. Shit, what do we do? Well, yeah. we're, we're at an impasse here. Where do we go? Yeah. And I feel like that is something they could bring forward and say, right, how does he, if that's, she's like, could be an interesting, like, an, forget the love story thing. I don't think that necessarily worked particularly well. No. But now to have them as antagonists to one another and have this sort of tragic love story, villain versus villain, like, yeah. that could be interesting. And that's the thing. It's like anti-hero versus anti-villain. Yeah. And you're like, I get it, but they should have had that conversation more rather yeah. than the last two minutes of the show. Yeah. There's so much more it could have added and so much more depth that could have been put in there that it just felt, it all fell a little bit limp. Yeah, it's like she, she was hell-bent on killing everybody and then burning everything down and had this like righteous anger in her yeah. throughout the whole thing. But they never stopped to talk about it until the very end. No. It's like, they, they, yeah, like I said, there could have been times throughout it where like he's trying to soften her a little bit. Yeah. He said, I know what happens when we just you know burn and, and, and rage against everything. Like, yeah. I've seen what happens to us and he's, I've been enlightened by it. But again, that's that also felt a bit unearned. The fact that he just... There was such a character shift from him in the first episode. Yeah, because he saw thirty yeah. second display. He saw some videos and like, and it's very well acted. Yeah, like he's tearing up as he's because he's watching like what and it's like, you just met this bloke. This is one potential timeline that he's just showing you on yeah. a TV screen. This is one of thousands of different scenarios that could have played out. Mm. But he's telling you, no, this is the one from the sacred timeline. So this is the one you need to be worried about. Yeah, this is what happens to you, and. By showing you it, I'm going to change your personality fundamentally for the next six episodes. Yeah, um, I he, I say that it, towards the beginning he was a little bit still like when they went to Pompeii and stuff like that. He was still a little bit himself. 
Yeah. But then by the time we get into three and four, he then becomes very sort of stoic and you know melancholy. And... Yeah. But even we get opportunities where we see like President Loki in the um in the uh, episode five. Yeah. And it's like because they kept they kept showing that in the trailers. It's like vote for Loki and it's all this yeah. stuff and everyone's like, oh cool, we're going to see President Loki. Yeah. No, not really. No, he's just going to be a punchline. He's going to be there for five minutes and that's it. It's like I want to see the what he because clearly that's his costume from when he got snap uh, uh, what do they call it pruned pruned yeah so clearly there was a point when he was running for president presumably in on earth yeah and got particularly I was like I want to fucking see that give yeah. me an episode of Loki running yeah. for president yes like just Loki killed Kennedy and then stood yeah. for president or just oh, anything like... just like just imagine just a presidential debate where you're up against Loki yeah and he's just running circles around you like that'll be amazing I would watch I'll watch an hour of that yeah like Exactly, <laughs> but they don't want to show us it. They just want to hint at it. They just want to hint at it, but then be like, "Oh, don't forget to watch the next film." Yeah, exactly. So maybe you'll see it next week. Maybe you'll see it next season. Yeah, yeah. annoying. Anyway, uh, so what's next in the MCU? Like Shang Chi? No, no, no. From a TV show. Yeah. Uh, what if? Okay. So what if? And I think they're saying now that what if might be more tied into the movies than we think it is. Right. I think basically, I think what if is going to give it might in theory scratch the itch that this left a little bit. Okay. In terms of showing us the multiverse. Yeah. And all the different variations that can happen, and because it's animated. Yeah. They don't have the same budgetary constraints. Yeah. They can get real fucking crazy with it. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that might sort of serve. And that's like twentieth of August or something. Eleventh. Uh, Eleventh. Yeah. Literally like two weeks. Okay. Cool. Um. But yeah, that's going to show some really weird stuff. So yeah, there's going to be a whole episode about. T'Challa becomes Star Lord. Yeah. Um, they have like alternate versions. Peggy of the, becomes Peggy becomes Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. There's a I don't know. Yeah, like in the trailer they put out where it was like um, Killmonger saves Tony mm. in the desert and all these things. Like these, this is cool. This is the kind of stuff that we wanted in Loki but didn't get. So I feel like it's probably quite well timed. Yeah. Um, to give us that. But then it's also saying that the other new rumors are that like they could introduce stuff in that animated show. That they then could bring into Multiverse of Madness, the actual okay. in live action. So they could set up Captain Carter in the animated show, okay. and then Haley Atwell, Atwell actually turns up in live action in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and it's not completely out of the blue. It's like, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be sick. So there's, you know, there's like, still hope. Like I'm not saying like this has completely turned me off of Marvel. It's just no. this is like this is the most disappointed I've been with a Marvel property yet. Yeah. Because again, going separate humans. <laughs> oh fuck, <sighs> humans. What about what about Iron Fist? An Iron Fist. Anything to do with Scott? Uh, Buck? Basically, any of the TV, like not any of the TV. There's a lot of great TV. Yeah, but there's also a lot of guff. Don't because I was reading more. There's Ch- more Charlie Cox stuff being thrown around this week as well. Really? Well, apparently he can't. He was meant to go to a convention and he cancelled it last minute because he had to do additional filming, and everyone was like. He's not on any TV shows at the moment. Right. But Spider-Man Far From Home is doing reshoots in Atlanta right now. I'm just like, don't fucking tempt me, Frodo. Don't fucking do it. Don't, like... (laughs) Because I've said said it before and I'll say it again because now, because again, all the memes are going off saying, look, oh, thanks, Sylvie, because now Sylvie's done what she's done and killed... Um, Maisie. Now now that means we're going to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I was like, for fuck's sake, no, we're not. Stop it. It's not going to happen. Unless it's confirmed, it's not going to happen. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I would 
I would care so much more about having seen Charlie Cox in that movie than either of the fucking Spider-Men. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. I don't care. I don't want to see him again. They're done. Yeah. If fucking Charlie Cox turns up as Daredevil, fuck off and take my money. That is, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. That is literally all you've ever wanted since day one, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And then Iron Fist needs to turn up in the fighting tournament in Shang-Chi. Because why wouldn't he be there? No, it's the perfect opportunity. Perfect place for him. Exactly. Fit, it makes yeah. perfect sense. I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just want it all to be connected like they told us it would. Yeah. Anyway. Um, some stuff had to be a little bit disconnected. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Uh, well, that's, yeah, okay, and that's another thing they could open up with the multiverse. They can they can legitimately go back and say everything's part of the multiverse now. Um, it, it kind of, by, by virtue of what it is, it, you can retroactively, like, legitimise everything. Yeah, and that's kind of like what they the whole the tap that DC are taking with it by doing stuff like getting Michael Keaton back next year for, yeah. for the Flash. They're going right. Well, they, what we effectively mean by opening this up is that every version of this particular character that you've seen in the past yeah. is valid and part of the multiverse. Yeah. So Christopher Reeve exists. Tobey Maguire exists. They One all... thing I will say is like it's it is i know it's like my girlfriend is sort of a prime example she she hasn't seen any all of the mcu things no she's seen a couple but not a few the issue that there is now is even if she wanted to it's incredibly inaccessible it's getting impenetrable now isn't it yeah, yeah. and it's getting quick to that point that it's getting further away of stan's mantra of every comic book is somebody's first comic book yeah and it's like you need to be in a position that somebody can watch Winter Soldier and understand what it is. Yeah, I don't and know. I think like Civil War and get an understanding of what it is and like because there's like a groundwork that's laid within that. But then when you start pulling things together, like Falcon and Winter Soldier works on his own. Wonder Vision doesn't really No, I feel like I think that's where the big separation is going to come between the T V and the movies. Mm. I feel like the movies will still because they are by the nature of what they are they will have to stand on their own. Yeah. I feel like looking at the movies that have come, that are coming out this year, you know, Black Widow, you could walk into Black Widow not knowing much about it. And yeah. you, you get Nat's entire story. You yeah. see her backstory, you see her, yeah. her conclusion. It doesn't matter if you don't like, you don't really know why she's being chased or yeah. who turns up for her at the end. It doesn't really matter. It's not really about that. No. So that's fine. And like Shang-Chi is an origin story. So it's going to literally show you this person from as a child all the way through up. The fact that whether it's whether it takes place before or after Endgame or doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Eternals again goes right the way back to ancient civilizations and yeah. brings it right up to today. It's every single character in that film is new, yeah. So it's going to be a completely you know easy jumping off point. But I agree. I feel like the TV shows are like they're like supplementary material. They're mm. for the fans. They're for like if you're really into Marvel, here's some extra stuff. Yeah. But if you're a casual Marvel fan, you just go and see a movie you know, three times a year. Mm. And I think they're still going to manage... I think the, the only exception to that would be I'm interested to see how far they push it in terms of Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's why I feel like they're probably going to... That's one that's really that's where got I, me a little that's bit concerned. We'll talk I, about it another time. But. Yeah. That's where I feel like they... That's the reason why they won't do the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire thing. Yeah. They'll do... Because the, the two things we know is that Alfred Molina and J, uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. They're confirmed. So they'll use the whole multiverse to their advantage in terms of taking shortcuts, really, yeah. and sort of saying, right, well, we can set up Sinister Six by using the multiverse and bringing in some 
previous and it just generates buzz and gets everyone excited yeah. great cool but we won't confuse casual audiences by having three different spider-man in there no although having said that spider-verse, Spider-verse. so fuck knows yeah. <laughs> like, um it's still the lowest grossing spider-man film out of all of them yeah yeah it's animated it's hard. To, it's, it's, thing, like, it's, it's, comparing... it's like one of the best received and one of the best rated, but it's the lowest grossing. Right? But it's animated. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, um, I think we've rabbited on enough about Loki yeah. and stuff. Um, I think probably wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit disappointed in Loki, um, but definitely check it out anyway. If you've listened this far, hopefully you already have. If you completely disagree with us and you think it's your favourite one, let us know because we really want to get into it. Yeah. Um, so reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Um, you can email us at theomcastpod at gmail dot com um, and let, tell us why we're wrong because I definitely yeah, want to get into know. it um, because I know a lot of people really like this show. Um, next up, we're going to probably watch uh, The Purge, maybe. Uh, there's a new Purge movie out. Yeah. Um, but there's also, there's other stuff going on. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going there's on. There's old. There's old. Uh, Suicide Squad is out next week. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn's film, which is getting lots of positive buzz. Yeah. Um, so we'll check that out. Um, but yeah, hopefully we're getting closer to back to normal now. So we'll start seeing more yeah, stuff. Yeah, with any luck. But anyway, thank you for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's another one. We can, like, another bit of synergy that we uh, still can't be asked to watch. The good, the bar, and the Loki. Simpsons fucking crossover with Loki. Fuck knows what's going on. I don't understand. I don't understand. There's literally, I don't know if it's a dirty protest from the, one of the animators or it's like a... Um, masturbatory self-reference, but there's a uh, Rainier Wolf Castle is in there holding up a sign saying, "This is what happens when Disney buys." Fox. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because it's like they're all on the lawn, and you're like, "Ah, oh. okay." So there's like Barney's Iron Man and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway. It was six minutes of oh, six minutes of crushing disappointment for me. Oh, and was that all it was? Well, I thought it was like a full episode. Is that all it is? Just six, six minutes, and nah. it's just, and it's two parts. What? Like one part's like four minutes, and one part's like two. What's the point of that? It's, it's okay. Yeah. I don't understand, but they they are destroying the Simpsons with these little. It's like I keep seeing the one that like the Force awakens from its nap. It's a oh, weird yeah, thing with that. Maggie. It's like what's that all about? Stop I watched it. that. That's fucking rubbish. Well. I tell you what is good though, Disney Plus. That is gone completely under the radar. And no one's watching it. I watched the first two episodes the other day. Yeah, Monsters at Work. Hannah and I've been watching it. Brilliant. We watched the first it's two, really maybe three episodes. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, no, that is Billy Crystal. That is John Goodman. Okay, yeah. cool. Like this yeah. is great. <laughs> um. Anyway, right. Come on, let's do this.